Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Looking forward to this conversation uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, it deals with something interesting. It sent me down a rabbit hole, and I get to speak to a good friend of mine, Representative Casey Snyder, uh, Republican up in Utah's Capitol Hill uh, from Paradise, Utah, a lovely small town here in northern Utah. Sir, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. It's so I, I was. Good. Hey, hey. Before we get into the interview, I gotta know: Are you still tracking episodes? Like, what number is this? Yeah, today is. Uh, you are appearing on episode number fifty-eight. Wow, that's a big deal. I, Happy you, to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, listen, I caught. I'm not sure. How come you didn't text me and tell me that you uh, were trying to change the Utah State Constitution? I had to read about it in the news, like everyone else. Uh, you know, I. I, we're so busy working here, and you guys are so busy watching, I didn't want to bug you. So oh, that... I, I, your colleagues caught you first. I'm glad they at least passed the message along. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's kind of them. Well, tell me, uh, what are you doing? What's going on? So really, uh, my bill, and I, I know the Tribunes maybe said some things, and, and some people in, co- in uh, committee, they say this is a, a nothing bill. I think Gerke called it a Seinfeld bill, the session, and honestly, they're right. Uh, this, the, the, what I'm trying to do here is not change anything. It's uh, maintain the status quo. I'm, what I'm trying to do is take advantage of really good public sentiment towards hunting and fishing right now so that in the event that that changes 30, 40, 50 years from now, there's, there's a higher threshold for, for eliminating these uses, specifically hunting and fishing, uh, than would exist solely through the legislative process. That's, that's what we're trying to do. You uh, propose uh, amendments to the Utah State Constitution. The first uh, sentence you'd like to insert into the Utah State Constitution is uh, here in Article 1, Section 30. You'd like it to read, uh, number one, the individual right of the people to hunt and to fish is a valued part of the state's heritage and shall be forever preserved for the public good. Uh, why do you feel that way? You know, I, I think you can look back at our state's history, and, it, and it's recorded in and not recorded history that those two activities hunting and fishing have been fundamental to who we are and it's it's fundamental to who we were then it's fundamental to who we are now and i want to maintain that tradition the flip side of that is those activities hunting and fishing either through license sales or excise taxes on gear this is ammunition guns or or fish tackle uh, pay for nearly all the conservation that we enjoy in this state and I want to make sure that that conservation and these activities move forward, uh, even if demographics change over time. 
you and I have known each other a long time from well before when I had uh, from well before this little radio show uh, of mine and before you were a representative up on Utah's uh, Capitol Hill. And during those years, uh, you and I spent a lot of time both hunting and fishing uh, together. Uh, you know, I am a strong supporter. Uh, what I am not yet convinced of is that there is such a threat to this pastime here in the state of Utah uh, so as to require a change to the Utah Constitution. Tell me about this threat or what, what challenges it. So I, I think there's two things that we need to look at that I think are sort of indicative. So um, the state of California, obviously that their, uh, their ideology is a little shifted from where we are here in Utah, only maintained in its constitution the right to fish. So you can already see a sentiment change. But what you're seeing in there is sort of a ratcheting up over time uh, how hunting is regulated, what, what activities are proper, uh, whether it's use of dogs or different, different ways to, to achieve the ends of, of hunting specifically. And I think you can kind of see that, that winnowing away and, and that, that right, that use disappearing. And I, I mean, I'm not predicting the future. I don't have a crystal ball. Sure. But I, I think you, that, when, that, when that wave finally breaks, it will break in those more mm. uh, liberal states first. Yeah. And you can already sort of see that shift within the periphery of people. The second thing I would say is, so in the late 90s, this state added in its constitution that if through referendum any sort of wildlife regulation was to be changed, it would require a two-thirds vote. And... Everyone, you know, there's been all kinds of comments about that not being necessary, or uh, even there was a there were some cases that was unconstitutional that were ultimately settled out about a decade after its passing, and that's part of the statute. And and maybe we take it for granted. Well, right now in Western Colorado, there is a majority population in the state of Colorado that's saying we want to introduce wolves, and we don't want to base it on science. We want to base it on public opinion. And 51% in that state means wolves will be reintroduced. And the impacts are going to be faced on a, at a minority population level in western Colorado, even though people in the Denver area made that decision. Yeah. So I think the foresight from back there in the late 90s is bearing fruit, and people in Colorado wish we had those sort of protections. And I kind of see this as in that same vein. This, this bill may not make a lot of sense right now. I think you've heard it in testimony. Maybe you're even feeling it in your own, own head and heart. It's like, well, why do we need this right now? This isn't going to change anything. And the reality is I'm trying to look downfield sure. at a point where we really are going to reach that critical mass. And at that, that point, it's too late to even have this conversation. Very good. It makes sense enough to me. Uh, sir, I'm grateful to you. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for your work here. Uh, let's go hunting hey, and fishing no. again soon, huh, will you? Hey, absolutely. You know what? Today's a great day. You know why? Why's that? It is the last Friday of the legislative session. Yeah, it's a way. Yeah, next weekend you get to rest, huh? Dude, I'm <laughs> so ready to go home. <laughs> uh, Representative Casey Snyder, a real good friend of mine, he's uh, looking to uh, change the Constitution of the United States to provide uh, specific protections for the pastime of hunting and fishing here in the state, among some other things. Uh, grateful to him for his time. Uh, before we go to break, I want to share with you uh, an email exchange I had early this morning. When I uh, yesterday caught wind of what my friend uh, Representative Snyder was up to, I got curious about the historical development of the Utah Constitution. 
Constitution. Uh, we know that in 1896, you know, the, the Constitution was finalized, and there was, I think most recently we were discussing this in terms of the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, that 1896 document here in the state of Utah included protections uh, specific to both both genders. And since then, it has undergone uh, an incredible history of amendments and changes and uh, modifications. And I, I just got curious about uh, how we, uh, as Utahns, uh, with our state constitution, how that compares to, say, the amendment uh, process uh, in, in other states. And have uh, has, rather, the Utah state constitution been amended more so than uh, by others? And so I clicked and clacked around on the Internet, as you do, and I uh, stumbled into a professor uh, down at Brigham Young University, a gentleman named uh, Adam Brown. I reached out to him. I said, hey, listen, you uh, seem to be an expert on this. He has uh, tracked every single amendment to the Utah State Constitution since its inception uh, to the present. Uh, he had uh, facts and figures and citations, and it was just an absolutely masterfully uh, uh, brought together bit of information. And I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, you think uh, we could have a chat? And he says, ah, you know, I got these important professor meetings all day today, uh, but let me send you some information. And he was very kind uh, and emailed me some explanations of things, uh, which essentially said this. We here in the state of Utah uh, have uh, a constitution that's a little bit shorter than average. He says, listen, don't overplay that, uh, but it is uh, a little bit shorter uh, than the constitutions of other states. Uh, One thing he pointed out about all state constitutions is that they are generally longer than the, uh, the constitution to the United States. The uh, U.S. Constitution is made up of 7,500 words. And get this, the median state constitution contains 27,000 words. 27,000 words, the median uh, word count for state constitution, 7,500 for the U.S. Constitution. Now back to Utah real quick before the break. Uh, I want to tell you, the Utah Constitution, while it is slightly shorter than average, its rate of amendment is much higher. Now, it's not crazy high, uh, but we have a shorter constitution, and we change it more often here in the state of Utah. What does that say? Uh, Really nothing other than, oh, that's an interesting fact and figure. Uh, Let me file that away in the bit of information that I have stored regarding the Utah Constitution. There is some fascinating stuff in my correspondence with this professor. I'm going to post up on the Lee Lonsberry Facebook page some of the interesting details. He sent me some graphics as well that show uh, some interesting uh, figures uh, in terms of word count and such like that. Uh, but the reason for this chat is a friend of mine looking to change the Constitution of the United States to protect hunting and fishing. Uh, it's fascinating, it's interesting, uh, and we'll follow it through uh, the end of the process. Uh, next up, we are going to be speaking with Thomas Wright, candidate for governor. He has reached a milestone in his campaign. He's going to share it with us next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.